If stress is a big part of your vocabulary, I want you to listen up. As moms, we're taught that the best way to beat stress is to invest in more self-care. Do more, push harder, keep pressing on. But I'm here to help you stop all of that. Now imagine how simpler your life would be if you stopped letting stress, anxiety, and overwhelm get the best of you. If you're wondering how you could possibly do this, I'd like to invite you to a free virtual mini training that I'll be hosting on Thursday, November the 4th at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. It's called Motherhood Stress Reframe. Yes, we're reframing the way we see stress, and I'm going to show you why what you're doing right now may not be working. Then I'll also give you the tools that you need to help you navigate stress without pulling your hair out, because I know we have those days. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can check out all the details and sign up at oliveandbliss.ca forward slash training. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to the Thriving Mom Podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. It's episode 51, and I'm so excited to talk to you today. How are you? Today's topic is something that's really dear to my heart, and I can't wait to share with you. And I wanted to say, I've actually noticed lately that as I continue on this journey of creating the motherhood of my dreams, I'm learning so much about myself. And once I think I've got one thing pat down, another area opens up, and I'm just in awe of all the things that I can't wait to share with you. But for today, we're talking about redefining your motherhood. Did you know that you could write your own motherhood story? Yes, my friend, you can decide today, right now, I'm done with whatever story I've been telling myself that makes me feel unfulfilled and choose to create one that works for me. You can totally do it. And I'm going to show you how to do that in this episode. So while I was preparing for this episode, something came up for me that I'd like to share. I've been reading Gabrielle Union's book, You Got Anything Stronger? And something that she said caught my attention. Now, without giving away too much in the interest of those who are yet to read that book, she writes about a piece of her story that she used to skip, but is now learning to accept. Almost like she talks about her before and after story and skips that in-between moment. And for some reason, this really took me back to a part of my story that I generally don't talk about ah, because there was so much to unpack and the unpacking felt really scary for me, but... Over the years, I've coached myself, I've been coached, and I've worked through it, and now I feel like I'm in a place where I'm okay sharing it. For people who know me personally, there's the we may before moving to where we live now and the we may after we moved. That is what people know, but the way I see myself is that there was a me before my mom passed away and the me after, and this is why. For most of my life, I looked up to my mom for guidance and what it means to be a woman with dreams and gifts, as I'm sure many of us do. I wouldn't say we had the best relationship. (laughs) In fact, I think I was closer to my dad than my mom, but I'm so grateful for what I learned from her. And some of those lessons have led to the woman that I am today. For some of you listening right now, 
you may also be looking to your moms, whether biological or adopted, for how to raise your own children. The problem, however, is that <laughs> many of our mothers were just living life. And if your mom's alive, maybe that's where she is right now. Most of them just survived. They weren't really living or thriving. They didn't really show up in their power. Thanks to cultural upbringing, thanks to socialization, patriarchy, and just that fear of being excluded, many of them subscribed to a single story of motherhood. And we all have those stories. So I was listening to Chimamanda Adichie's TED Talk titled, The Danger of a Single Story. And she said this, The single story creates stereotypes. And the problem with stereotypes is not that they are untrue, but that they are incomplete. They make one story become the only story. Obviously, she was talking about her own experience being a writer and an author. But I found a parallel to our stories of motherhood. Because when we subscribe to one story and choose to stick to that one, sometimes we fail to see that other stories exist. And we fail to look or even explore the possibilities of these other stories being our story. We become so committed to the stories that we've been telling ourselves, the things that we've learned, that we may even end up just being really upset and hating anyone who tries to change our thinking. And that's fine. But I want us to know that when we let one story define how we raise our kids, how we chase our dreams, how we interact with other people and live life in general, sometimes it might be limiting to us. And for some of you listening, you may have adopted the story that you're a failure, that motherhood is hard, that you're not good enough, you don't have what it takes, or that you're not even qualified or you don't deserve to be a mom. Especially the times when things don't work out the way you expect. So we tend to be really hard on ourselves because we have subscribed to one story of motherhood. Now, I will tell you that I've had so many stories, but the most recent was just the story of I should know better. And this happened when my mom passed away because I felt I knew how to handle stress. I failed to see how much I was yet to learn. I've shared openly about my IBS misdiagnosis from stress. And if you haven't heard it yet, you can check out episode one of this podcast for all the details. I'll include a link in the show notes. Things were different when my mom passed and I failed to see it. Not only did I have to deal with my mom's passing, there was so much going on. I was pregnant, raising two kids under five, working full-time. My husband had also been laid off of work. Let's just say it was a lot. But because the story I told myself was I should know better, I never let myself think that perhaps I needed to get extra help. I needed to move beyond my stress management techniques. So three years after I got that IBS misdiagnosis, I ended up again in the hospital. This time for heart palpitations. <laughs> it took about two weeks before the doctor finally said, you know what, there's nothing wrong with you. But I sensed that you're really stressed. My body had been screaming, but because I was so busy trying to settle in, we had also moved <laughs> this time. So I was trying to figure out my bearings in the new place and all of that. I wasn't paying attention. So if you find yourself in this place today, especially after the past year and a half, I want you to take a moment and just show compassion to yourself. You've come a long way and you're doing a great job, even though it might not look that way. 
you can choose to redefine your own motherhood for yourself. And I'm going to give you the steps to do that. So the first thing you need to do is just make a choice that you're going to redefine motherhood for yourself. Decide, commit to doing whatever it takes to have your own back until you start to see yourself become the mother that you want to be. And this is really important because we're not taught to want things. So when we decide that we want to change things, we get really scared and worried about what other people will think. So it's really important for you to have your own back because you will have to go against a lot of things that you believe and challenge those things. And if you don't have your back, then chances that you're going to succeed will be really low. Then I want you to rewrite your own motherhood narrative. Pause, reflect on the stories that you tell yourself about motherhood. Do you tell yourself that motherhood is hard, it's too draining, you're not smart enough, or perhaps you don't have access to all the things that you think you need to make you a better mom? Your first step is just identify and acknowledge that these stories exist. Oftentimes they're unconscious, so it might take a little bit of time for you to keep exploring. The good news is they're not set in stone, so you can question them. Question those thoughts. Where did they come from? Are they serving you or not? And if they're not, choose to rewrite the narrative that feels authentic to you. And how do you find that authenticity? Start by thinking about your values. Explore the skills that you have. Understand that you're not just a mom. Instead, consider your role as a steward who holds space to nurture and serve a generation of people. You may not be the best cook. (laughs) You may not be the best decorator. But you could be the best boo-boo kisser, negotiator, calmness bringer. And that speaks to how you value relationships. So think about what really speaks to you and lean into those. If there are areas where you would love to improve, seek out support. Enroll in a class, hire a coach, buy a program, watch a YouTube video. Do whatever you need to help you gain the skill that you're looking for. And then start working towards putting those values front and center in your home. Next, become a student of your own journey by staying curious. Now, I always approach this by thinking that I could be wrong about many things and I'm open to learning. And I think the biggest example of this for me came from my need to control candy in my home. So I used to think that candy was bad, my kids will gain weight, you know, all the things that we worry about as parents. But the thing is, my commitment to ending diet culture's influence in my family is stronger than my need to be right. So I was willing to admit that I could be wrong. In fact, I remember when my coach asked what food freedom in my home was like, I was like, yeah, we eat all the foods. And then she's like, nah, I'm sure there's something you're still holding back. Ask your kids. Not even kidding you, I asked them and they both said candy at the same time. Now that one caught me off guard. But the thing is, now... Candy is normal in our home. It's no big deal. I'm not spending my energy worried about it. And it's just there. So you get curious about your own journey. What are some things that you might want to change with regards to maybe your relationship with your partner or relationship with your kids, the way you approach feeding them? All of those things, they need curiosity. And if there's someone you admire, this I'm just going to plug in here because I know we moms tend to compare ourselves a lot to other moms. If you admire someone, rather than let jealousy get in the way of you learning something about yourself, take some time to ask yourself what you'd like to learn about her and her experience. And then let your feeling of jealousy be a sign that there's something about that person that you want. 
So lean into that and really get curious about it. The next, you want to embrace your journey. Your journey is yours. Treat your wins and lessons as valuable information. Use them to curate the life that you want. Again, you don't have to be afraid about the areas where you need improvement. If you're nervous, unsure, insecure, that's absolutely fine. These feelings are normal and valid. You've never gone this way before, so it's normal to experience those feelings. It doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. And the thing is, if you don't make it a big deal, nobody else will make it a big deal. Your journey is yours to take, and that's what redefining motherhood is about. There is no right or wrong way to be a mom. There's only your way. And you can change, you can adapt, you can revise, you can redefine it to whatever suits you and the people that you love. Now I'll just quickly recap. Number one, make a choice, have your own back. Reflect on the stories that you're telling yourself. Drop what no longer serves you. Find what is authentic by focusing on your own values. Stay curious about your journey and embrace your own journey. Now, before I go, I'm going to leave you with this from Chimamanda's TED Talk 2. The consequence of a single story is this. It robs people of dignity. It makes our recognition of equal humanity difficult. It emphasizes how we are different rather than how we are similar. When we reject a single story, when we realize that there's never a single story of any place, we regain a kind of paradise. And for me, I'm going to adapt that to say that when we reject the single story, when we realize that there's never a single story of any motherhood experience, we regain a kind of paradise. Now, maybe we won't regain a motherhood paradise exactly, (laughs) but I sure would love to get close to when moms are no longer stressed over food and their bodies, to when moms are no longer afraid that they're going to ruin their children because they don't fit the mold of what society says they should look like or they should be. That starts with redefining motherhood for ourselves. So for you, Your action step for this week is just to think about doing one thing differently in your motherhood. What will that look like? I'd love to hear from you, so share it with me on Instagram. I'm at Olive and Bliss Wellness. I hope you have a beautiful week, my friends. And as always, keep thriving. 